unless it involves geese. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no. That's unsaid, of course. Anything goes with the geese. What about the... Previously, last week on Cacti, the heroes witnessed the Lyigor unleashed by Tiranesh in Calcutta. Some tense shit. Returning our return ed to New York to gear up for the expedition to Snake Island, we rejoin the heroes at Spaghetti Munchers, listening to Dr. Gonclavis address the uh, investigators, 12 Super Samuels, and a few dozen mobsters. The end game is at hand. The Internet and Caduceus have rushed to Snake Island, the closest physical location to the imprisoned continent of Mu. Dr. Gonclavis details the nearly completed interdimensional gate constructed out of Santos, uh, Brazil, on, some, on Snake Island. The Caduceus camp uh, located there. Through maps and mini, he roughly lays out the dire straits the investigators face to save the world. Again, naturally. Right. Jonathan flexes for a second. I think we've got this. Aren't you still like have snake? Oh yes. And uh, right at the end of Jonathan's newly uh, rippling bicep is a uh, a wild snake hand, I guess. But what color? Uh, I don't know. What color is my arm, Wookie? I'll let you choose, man. Uh, what's the best color? I don't know anything about fucking snakes. It's definitely but... scaly and clawed. Milk, what's, what, what color should I pick? What's a cool-ass fucking snake arm color? Oh, you one of those rainbow pythons that, like, glisten in the sun and change yes. color. That's the one. Like, think of oil on water on the pavement. Exactly. That's the thing. So, almost iridescent, and as you move, you can see the different colors contained within. And a couple of the uh, Super Samuels kind of step in behind you and do the backup dancer thing where they flex, and it makes you look stronger somehow. God damn it. <laughs> of course, they're loyal to Jonathan. I've got my own team of, uh, like, Chippendale dancers. <laughs> Supply her, uh, Five sticks of uh, venoms that she has. So, would I have been able to make more lang spider venom? Or would I have had to go find. Unfortunately, you would not have been able to get more lang spider venom. However, I'll say that between the research of the five venoms and the research of the lang the lang the lang spider venom you are able to create more of the five deadly venoms. Artificial wing spider venom. <laughs> but yeah, uh, let me see how much of each thing I have. So I'm going to give each Samuel two rattlesnake venoms, as well as five sticks of dynamite each. All right, so you go ahead and outfit all the Samuels, arm them to the teeth. Yes, I'll have them now that, like, when you get into, like, a situation where you need to fight something, get up close, use, like, that body that you were given that lets you, like, do God knows what. 
stab him with the syringe, you know? Sounds like a plan. Do you have any body armor for the original Samuel? Samuel OG? I might. Although, I'm not sure if he needed it. Wookie, would I have an extra suit? An extra environmental suit? Yes. Let's say you got a couple spares lying around, uh, just in case. Beautiful. Good. I'll give one to Jonathan and Samuel. Nice. Yes, we throw them on. Samuel, put on the suit. Okay, uh, it's a little bit sticky on the outside. What's it made of? Ah, uh, skin and other things. Don't think about it. Oh Just put God. it on. Oh, it's wiggly. Samuel, put on the damn shirt. And I quit my uh, my Samuel Dunhulios with tactical snakes. <laughs> tactical mambas. Yep, you get the mambas and you get some of the boas. The boas are just for emotional support. And they feel much more confident. Um, and uh, Dr. Gunclappus says you go around outfitting the different Samuels and the mobsters uh, make them a, a snappy fighting force. Uh, he uh, details more about the gate that leads into Mu. And the research uh, apparently has been going on in uh, Santos for about 10, uh, 10 years, a decade. And he's also uh, trying, he, he's got a map out on this uh, heavy oak table, and he's moving different minis around it. One is this uh, serpent woman with the cobra crown to represent Tiranesh. And he has his hand on her and says, um, We know that she's made it to the facility and that she plans on using the power of the Citadel to wipe out most of humanity. This is, coincidentally, or maybe not, uh, the Inner Knight's plan as well. However, they manage, they mean to, uh, I believe they are going to use the power of the Citadel to make every volcano on the planet erupt at once, covering the planet in ash for a thousand years, at which point they would reemerge after the extinction of humanity to take their rightful place. Well, shit. That doesn't sound very good. Well, it goes counter to what Cadu uh, we here at Caduceus plan to do, and I assure you that I know there's a couple of rumors going around about Joshua and him being a Nazi, but I want to assure you, Joshua Medin is not a Nazi. You see, I hadn't even thought he was a Nazi until right this moment. Well, it's an easy mistake to make, and frankly, I, I think the people are just trying to slander him because he does think that maybe uh, practicing eugenics to an extent would be beneficial. Right. Um, I don't want to touch that with a fucking 40-foot pole. Let's, uh, let's just get into that portal. My God. Yeah, no problem. And, uh, yeah, you... <laughs> That's fine, as long as the check's clear. And yeah, 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 as long as the, I assure you, sir, the checks will clear. And he uh, starts to detail and go into like all the subtle differences between the eugenics movement and his plan to enslave most of the humanity through a mind altering virus that will turn them into zombies, essentially, which will be ruled over by a small uh, oligarch, a monarchy of serpent people. And this is a good thing. It sounds like a good thing. Um, uh, Professor, do we do something about this, or is this just, you know, status quo? 
No, no. I mean, what? I don't know. Fight them. Good, good answer. You're right. I have no plans. Let's uh, let's get in there. Uh, frankly, and I uh, pull um, uh, Doctor Who and Amber aside, and I explain to them about the Haraftapang device that I was given. So, uh, you know, if we need uh, to a third or fourth option at this point, we uh, we could also make our own decisions as to who walks out of there and uh, whoever walks out of there, what their deal with us is. This is interesting. Where did you get this Haraftafang device? We keep a close tabs on these. Whoever that is that's talking to me, I did not show them the Haraftafang device, so they can just shut up. Get out of here. I'm only showing Amber and Doctor Who. Get out of here, other voice person. Okay, okay. Beat it. You yeah, beat yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You omnipresent fucking voice. You get out of here. Don't get out of here. He's going to go ahead and make a spot hidden check to see if he can uh, see your Haraftafang device there. No, get out of here. <laughs> no, you can't see it. No. 95. Uh, yeah, he doesn't see it. You're oblivious. Oh, thank God. But after a few moments of laying down all the different factions, what their motivations are, and how you guys are to proceed to Snake Island, uh, you all load up onto your individual flying ships and start making your way down to Brazil. How fast can the Samuel hybrids run? Speed of light. Located partially on the island of Sal Vicente, off the coast of the Brazilian mainland, Santos is a thriving and modern port town. Its operation lies at the heart of Brazil's coffee trade, and the money from such exports have brought people from across the country to work here, and the world. Heavy commercial boat. Traffic flows in and out of the port on a regular basis, and a network of canals crisscross the town. Roads and rail bridges link Santos to Sao Paulo City, some 50 miles inland. Santos has approximate uh, has a tropical rainforest climate, and each month sees approximately two inches of rainfall. The weather is warm throughout the year, and is usually around 70 or 80 degrees. Be the weatherman here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sunny with a chance of rain. I'll go ahead and get you guys on the correct map. And you guys find yourself uh, hot off the boat in uh, Santos here. Looking around the city, you do eventually find the Caduceus headquarters uh, providing medical and uh, food aid. What a chair! What? What do? You, 
What do we already do? Eight organization, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm sorry. I think I just did them up. I me personally, I'm more of a fan of mutual aid than charity, but hey, that's me. Yeah, but you guys find yourselves in the Porta Santos at the Caduceus headquarters and looking inside the building, you find it deserted. There's no one here. The whole place is just thick with reptilian smells. It smells like the reptile section at the zoo. We see a bunch that, of Ben. Huh? What? Re reptiles don't have a scent. It's like musty. Yeah, these ones oh my god, what's happening now? Oh. But yeah, uh, Luggy, I'm gonna give like the leader of like the things like two vials of acid. Um, what are these? Oh, no, I'm talking about my Samuels. Ah. Um, yes, ma'am. What are these? Acid from dream space worms. Um, oh, God. And you see him take out, like, a glove and put a glove on and then continue to hold it in his hand, completely outstretched in front of him. In the event of an emergency, he's back. Understood. Uh, in case of emergency, break glass. Yes, ma'am. Aim for the eyes. Right in the eye, got it. Yeah, and I'm gonna label my Samuels with a hyphen, and then they're gonna have alphabetical letters in terms of number from when they came out the bat. So we're gonna have S A S B S C, etc. All the way through the alphabet. That's awesome. I love it. And S A will be the leader, of which that's the one who I gave to. Hey, S A. S A's got some acid. He immediately downs it and starts seeing the rainbow. Oh, fuck. That, that type of acid? Oh, oh, sorry. Wrong acid. Got it. <laughs> well, yeah, as you guys are uh, continuing to um, outfit the Samuels, make sure they're ready inside this uh, Caduceus headquarters here, you see um, through the window, actually, uh, each of you give me a spot hidden check as you feel someone watching you. Wow. Oh, Two yeah. extreme successes. Oh, you have never seen eyes squint as much as Amber in my eyes. <laughs> like fucking binoculars extend out of my balls as we look forward. <laughs> you guys see out in front of the Caduceus building a small child casting furtive glances at you. Small child, what are you doing over there? <laughs> Chupame pene, puta, que pasa? Daniel, what did that small child just say to me? Oh, he told you to suck his dick, bitch. Daniel, suck the poor child's dick. Um, no. No, I, I can't do that, sir. I'm sorry. That happened to me when I was young, and I was never the same. You know what? I, I just heard what I said out loud to you. I apologize. Don't suck that child's dick, please. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Um, 
Bro, so they speak Spanish? Bet. Vete a la mera, chica. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're just going to kill me? Green Death? Okay, I'm sorry. I got to, I, I forgot that. We talk yes. off, kid. Um, he starts for a moment, like, uh, scared of you, obviously, uh, uh, uh for your amazing, uh, Spanish. He, um, speaks Spanish and Portuguese, but, um, he is, uh, is surprised and, um, and he almost tries to run away, but then remembers why he's here and turns on his heels, walks up to you and then hands you a piece of paper that is folded. But that's all you have to do. Yeah, why why have a dick sucking clock if you're just going to give us a piece of paper? I think this child Don't let him do it. No pasa nada, no sé. Well, they stand by my statement. I think this young child's a dick. Real asshole. So um Yeah, as soon as he hands you guys the note, he runs off, uh and just kind of glare at him as he walks off, making sure he goes very far. Yeah, he disappears. He disappears around the corner. It doesn't. Uh, does not seem like he's sticking around. Good, good, good. Uh, I'll open the uh, the note. You open the note and look at it, and you see a green circle with a slash in the middle. It looks like a serpent's eye, and as you look at it, it blinks at you. That's odd. Hard pass there. No, thank you. Ah, damn. So just uh, Professor Amber is looking at the note. Am I correct? No, it's here. <laughs> Jonathan, you have high sanity. This does nothing to you. There's a reason why I have high sanity. Thank you very much. Oh, that is true. Carry on. And besides that, nothing out of the ordinary. You see that um, in the Santos HQ of Caduceus, there are some crates uh, piled up to the ceiling, and it seems to be a hastily done, in fact, that some of the crates were moved out to the alley out back. But other than that, um, this strange note that's casting, uh, that's giving you looks, uh, that's just about it in here. Can I make a check on it? Like, what I need Cthulhu Mythos or, like, Nicole or something? Or... I'll accept a Cthulhu Mythos roll. God damn it. Just keeps blinking at you. Jonathan, you immediately realize that Professor Amber is in extreme danger and that this is a spell cast by powerful sorcerers and anyone who looks at the eye is in trouble. Uh, Jonathan uses his gigantic gun to pick up Amber and pull her away from the Samuels! Come to your mistress's aid. Here's a, here's a, here's a, Look out the eye hole, quickly! And they just start stabbing it, all six of them turn out <laughs> big-ass bowie knives and rip it to shreds immediately. Well, um, okay. Yes, fuck that eye. Oh, not literally. Kill it, please. You, uh, Jonathan Greaves, you would know that this spell 
It's hard to tell. You got a hard success, so you do know that the main danger. You don't know how you know this, but you gotta keep Professor Amber out of the light until you find this sorcerer and kill him. Out of the light? It's hard to say. You don't know why, but direct sunshine, if it hits Professor Amber, it'll be a problem. Daniels, watch your umbrellas. Yes, sir. A team of like six or seven umbrellas just goes up all around Professor Amber, shading her completely. Nothing quickly explains what's going on. Uh, there's a spell and the eyeball, and if you get seen by the sun, I don't even know what will happen. But nothing good. I mean, alright. This is fine. Uh, Samuel, one more umbrella for me, please. Yes, sir, you go. Less, less important for the curse, but I'm a little jealous now. The real Samuel takes out his umbrella, and it's a little bit higher quality than the rest, but yes, he, uh... And even though it is unnecessary, he does put it up in front of you. Thank you. Uh, we need to find whichever source of the magic we have, whatever the hell's going on here. We need to find out where that person is. Until we find them, uh, I mean, I'd like to find them too. I want to kick their ass personally. How dare you curse me? Um. I will accept. I know it's a spot hidden. Oh, and uh, also a listen roll. I will accept either of those. Uh, my spot hidden is much better, but uh, Jonathan wants to listen for the first time, so he just can listen. Having used his ears for the very first time is not like <laughs> You can use three luck to succeed on that. No, it's okay. He decides to use his eyes instead. He closes yeah. his ears back. He says, never again. Uh, okay. His eyes are worthless. I don't know why even... These ears, rather. I don't know why even bothered trying them. So you listen. You don't hear anything. It's just the ocean, the waves lapping against the shore, quite relaxingly, and then you smell something. Something familiar. You smell the same psychedelic herbs that you uh, imbibed on your first communication with Yig. Looking out across the port, you see a small shack from which arises a steady stream of smoke. And now that you know where this is coming from, you hear a low chanting coming from within the shed. Pulls out a shotgun and goes up to the shed and kind of like. Might have to leave Caduceus headquarters. It looks like uh, this place over here. Oh, not low. And even put him on the GM layer. Yeah, here he is. He's over here. Caduceus headquarters and then he's off. Why is he? left the headquarters. I didn't think we were even there. Neither did I. Seagull's a bad he, he should be okay now. He's in league with the seagulls! Ah! Yeah, Jonathan pulls out his shotgun and he prepares himself and then he, uh, he pulls open the door quickly. 
And as soon as you pull open the door, a giant cloud of smoke <laughs> comes out and envelops you all. And you see within... <laughs> a powerful snake uh, person sorcerer. Everybody give me your decks, please. Like a dex roll or the actual dex number? Your dex modification, I need to know who's going first. 128. What? Oh shit, I'm at 106. Okay, yeah, you two go first. Snake <laughs> yeah, person. Oh god. You guys are choosing that Yig Venom. Oh man, you guys are getting yoked. And the fact that oh. John got critical success on that roll. Oh, wow. I'll go first, but you have higher than me. No, no, go first. I'm scared. That's fine. Jonathan unloads his shotgun. Only pulls that open before the smoke has a chance to clear. He just. Kapow! Misses somehow. Blast him up. I mean, I can use all luck points, right? Yeah, you can use a luck point to succeed on that shot. Oh my god. So crazy. So, uh, yeah, yeah. No, actually, I'm at 69 luck. No, I can <laughs> you can't. You can't give up that 69. Come on, that's too good. It's not worth it. We can all die. It would be fine. God damn it. Not using the luck ever. So, uh... All right, Professor Amber, you see uh, your friend Jonathan Greaves have the opportunity to blow this serpent person's head clean off and misses. Oh yeah, he's bad. He's a bad man. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna shoot him. Pew! That's gonna hit. Oh wow, 31 damage off the serpent's bite. Yeah, and I'm using... Damn. Can I use mind killing venom? I'll allow it. Alright. So go ahead and roll up 60 10, and that will be the damage for his intellect and his power. Okie dokie. <laughs> Hopefully it kills him. Ah, well, good enough. The mind killing venom is the only one that is non lethal. Still, he'll be a vegetable. Vegetable as hell. Let's see, 35. That will decrease his intellect to 40. He's got 75 down 32, so it's going to be 43. And the power of 80 will be reduced to 58. How many of these do I have? 48. <laughs> I'll say right now you only have one of... Actually, I'll say you have two of each because... They would have taken the. They would have taken a sample from each one to make another one. So yeah, it's slow uh, going to make additional venom of the five deadly venoms. But I'll say you have two of each right now. All right. Can I load it with other venoms that I have, like the paralysis venom that's not specifically made for the gun? 
would they have gave given me like regular regular venoms instead of those special ones? You got ammo uh, to insert any kind of the venom you would like into those uh, specialized bullets. So anything that you have venom-wise, you can load into your um, serpent's bite. Cool. I want to unleash the Samuels. <laughs> All right. I'll say that. Oh, man. Yeah, you just hit the shit out of him. But he's still got 13 health. I'll say there's just um, four Samuels standing in, like, full SWAT gear on each side of the door. Cool. I'll send two. Well, this guy's got pretty high decks of 65, so he's going to take his... Well, actually, the Samuels would probably beat his ass before he gets a chance. I'll give him one attack, though. As courtesy. Before the Samuels just come in and destroy him. My friend here, you see him producing his hand three beautiful jade serpents with small wings, which he takes into his hand like a Naruto uh, kunai, I think they're called, and he throws them at you. The small jade snakes writhe and wiggle through the air before digging into your chest, into your flesh, and start burrowing down towards your heart. No dodge roll. I'm looking in the thing. Cool. You will have a roll. I'll wait. Here, I put the tab here for a reason. Uh, put the tab on the wrong place. It's going to be his throw scale against your dodge skills. And then you'll have a hard dex and strength roll combined on your next turn to pull it out if you do get hit by it. Okay. So do I dodge now or? Yes. I'm going to roll his throw and you guys are going to roll dodge. Cool, yo. Oh. Amber backflips away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jonathan also, like, jumps onto one hand and then, like, spins through the air. Darn it. So you guys see these horribly <laughs> terrible serpent person weapon that is a, a burrowing mechanical snake that goes to your heart and pinches you and squeezes you to death. And you guys are like, nap, nope. Not today. You guys dodge the winged vipers no problem, and immediately a team of eight Samuels descends on this guy and beats him into a bloody puddle. Ah, so nice. Uh, Professor Amber, you see as the shadows bubble up around you and these long tentacles uh, reach up and start to constrict you, and just as your breath is robbed from you, the sorcerer's spell fades away. As the Samuel uh, Umbrella Squad is no longer protecting you. Oh, the, that's true. Yeah, the magic of the spell, however, is a 10 minute cast that needs to be maintained, and it was uh, not maintained. Slightly broken at the end there. Well, my only regret is that the Samuels ended up pummeling him to death before I could. Nothing goes over, 
but not traps. Foot muscle. Not necessarily. Take that, corpse! Can I pick up those snake daggers? Absolutely. You go ahead and pick up the winged vipers and you uh, pocket them. They are no... Uh, uh, it's hard for me to tell right now because I just got this blurb in the back of the adventure module, but I'll say they're a magical weapon and without the sorcerer empowering them, they are just a couple of jade snake statues. Oh yeah, these are mine now. More snakes. But uh, out of nowhere, Dr. Gonclavis walks up. Oh, dear. There's a nasty customer right here. Shall we uh, make our way to Snake Island, then? I guess so. No more weird children want to be handing out spells. No, yes, where not. is that child? Samuel, if you see that child, call him a bad thing. Give me a spot hidden check. You see the corpse of a child on the ground. It is the child that gave you the note. God damn it. Who killed this child? That's our job. Seems like he couldn't resist looking at the note. Well, none of our business. Oh, that's fair. That child was an asshole anyway. If you get you little asshole child, you can that corpse <laughs> as well. Ah! Samuel, rape this dead kid. <laughs> don't, do don't do that. Don't listen to me. Too much. You guys make your way. Uh, yeah, can I take samples off the dead kid and take his eyes? Sure, you pop okay. Does that take a sanity or? No, you can just rip out the child's eyeballs. It's fine. I'll say that uh, <laughs> does take us. Yeah, go ahead and roll up a d6. We'll call it a d3 of sanity damage. Think of the children! <laughs> Think of the children's eyeballs. One sanity damage. I am not bothered. I dissect children all day in real life. Why would this bother me? So, following after the Asclepius, the cargo ship belonging to Gadusis, you guys make your way to Snake Island. As you all pile into your flying machines and make your way out to the small 140-acre island known as Snake Island, you immediately see a lighthouse at the center of the island that can be seen from uh, up above. Heading towards the island's only structure requires clabber, climbing, clabbering, clambering. Yeah, all those things. We have to do one of those. I can't climb. Clamber like a motherfucker, though. Can I just read <laughs> by one of the uh, Samuel? Of course. But you guys are in a flying machine, so you could probably just bypass all that treacherous rocky terrain. Over the large mossy rocks and through the undergrowth filled with snakes along steep paths through the dense forest. As you guys approach um, the shoreline, you see circling around the island 
near the uh, giant Caduceus uh, cargo ship with uh, the name of Aslipius, a massive snake similar to the one you saw in Bolivia. Is it not the same one? It doesn't look to be the same one. It has a slight bluish tinge to it, uh, distinguishing it from the one you met previously. However, it really is huge. It's as big, if not bigger, than the one you met previously, and it seems to be a serpent water breather. Can I talk to it? You fly on down and uh, to the surface of the water, kind of like sneak up behind him. Yeah, you can talk to him. Just to say hi. Salutations. How you doing? Oh, you know, just out for a swim. I'm having a good time today. It's uh, a lot of visitors. It's, it's uh, uh, very pleasant. I've had a good eating the last few days. If you go home with me, I'll feed you. Catch me on the way back. I'm sure you'll, uh, survive. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna leave this with you for now. And she's gonna, like, drop off with the corn snake. She's gonna be like, yeah, make friends. Play corn snake kind of balls up on top of the, um, the giant sea serpent's head, and they kind of just, like, swim around, have a good time. Oh, that's nice. Now it'll be okay. And I was gonna like regroup with the other folks. All right, you regroup and you guys circle around the lighthouse a few times, making sure it's clear, and you see no movement. So you land near the uh, structure, and you see that uh, in addition to the lighthouse, there's a couple of uh, loam uh, shacks and also a couple Caduceus tents. And as you guys step out of the flying machines and all group together, Samuel's out front. Everything is moving. Large tropical cockroaches scuttle everywhere along with the swaying of the branches and long grasses, the constant shaking of the undergrowth due to rain and the serpents. Um, I need a history roll or a uh, biology roll, actually. It would make more sense. Professor Amber. You realize, almost um, like a bolt of lightning hitting you, that this is the only island in the world where the Golden Lance Head Viper can be found. There are thousands of viper on this island, approximately one to five snakes per square yard of land, depending on whose estimates you trust. They are well camouflaged by the thick undergrowth and forest that cover most of the island. The only man-made structure on the island is a lighthouse. The, the island has been unpopulated since the mid-1920s when the lighthouse keeper and his family mysteriously vanished. Rumors abound that the snakes bit them and their bodies disappeared, hidden beneath the heavy undergrowth and lost to sea. There have been no thorough searches, however, of the island due to the dangers involved in doing so, 
and the lighthouse has been automated for the past 10 years, with the Brazilian authorities sending out a maintenance crew once every year or so to ensure it's smooth running. The island. Wanna... What's that, Professor? I want to look for that Viper. Spot in, Jack. You find yourself surrounded by hundreds of golden vipers. Uh, I'm going to start, like, grabbing the bag. <laughs> they don't resist so much as, like, um, like they playfully wiggle away, like, oh, no, stop it. Hey, come on. <laughs> I know. The island. Are they huh? gold color? They like just call it that. They are a beautiful golden color that shines almost with the sunlight reflecting off of it. It looks like that, like a gold nugget. It is uh, quite beautiful. You gonna like give one to Jonathan? Uh sure. Jonathan wraps one around his um, his cool ass rainbow snake arm, and it looks super fly. Fly as hell, Samuel. How fly does my arm look? Let's fly as fuck, sir. I've never seen anything blink so fabulously Thank in you. my life. I'm trying to think of Samuel five dollars. I'm, I'm sure Viper since you're like rich boy or whatever. Rich boy Viper? Yes, it's the rich boy Viper. Playboy Viper? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You can have one of those. I'm taking these back to like... Awesome. Yes, please. Thank you. And keep it as a pet. Dr. Gunclavis comes up as you guys uh, continue to handle the snakes. Yes, uh, this island is a special interest to Caduceus as they have been determined as they have determined that it is the closest point to the former earthly location of Mu. Previous interpretations of the Ryloth text have placed Mu in the Pacific Ocean near Ryloth itself. After correlating this information with other sources, as well as factoring in the movement of tectonic plates in relation to the detachment of the island from the material plane, scholars at Caduceus placed its current location in the South Atlantic. They believe, flip page, the northern tip of Mu will be within 100 miles of Snake Island with any luck. And that's how we came here. And he points down at this beautiful pool in the ground next to the lighthouse. I'd just like to know that it's wild that the place is called Moo and that's... <laughs> yes. Oh my god. That took me a second. That's amazing. I'll, um, you know, that's a very uh, salient point. I'll call up Lovecraft right now. Let him know. Oh god. Fucking cow town. Turns out it was cows all along. I haven't seen like a cow pattern more snake yet. The gate takes the form of a swirling vortex about 10 yards in diameter in the ground by the lighthouse. Not unlike a very strange pool of water that shimmers and uh, the water is kind of moved ser um, serenely 
well, this is it. I don't know what's going to be on the other side, but I have a feeling it's going to be... Well, we know Tiranesh, the Inner Knight, and Joshua are all there now. Could get a little hairy over there. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, indeed. But you know what? We've trained for this. Look at me. Look how goddamn muscular I am. You. I've trained. If I'm ready now, I'll never be ready. Samuel, ready. Ready, sir. Samuel. Ready, you are. What do you think, Amber? Yeah, no, I didn't train. I spent a lot of my time in the lab making Samuel's A through L. And time training them. Now I know. They... Perfect. They needed no training. They were born with it. 100% mom. We are peak perfection. Thank you for being awesome. And they all give you a smart salute. Very nice, Fanny. At ease. They all like uh, click their feet together in unison and then step about two feet apart with their hands behind their back. <laughs> Samuel, do that too. Of course, sir. And he does so, but it's quite, um, it's not as graceful and a little more stiff. Samuel is in the army. He gets PTSD whenever he does it. You do see a bead of sweat drip down his forehead. There's no time like the present then. No, do it. Jonathan, make sure you still have the wrap. You guys check your suits, make sure you're ready, tap yourselves down, got all the snakes. Yep, okay, they're all here, we're ready to go. Oh, yeah. All this build up and then what he just says, and that's where we leave it off for to this day. This is going to be a short episode. We're going to um, uh, stop in a couple minutes here, but we'll put a button on it. Oh, no. <laughs> you bastard. How could you? You guys take a deep breath and uh, holding hands. We're in a big circle around the pool. All the Samuels, all the mobsters at your back. Dr. Gunclavis right on your heels. You jump through the portal and are sucked through to the lost continent of Moo. At the far side of the gate from Snake Ipen, uh, Snake Ipen Island opens up into a blasted plateau covered by the broken bodies of serpent people alongside which lie with the mangled bodies of giant reptilian Lyogar. The ground is drenched in blood, enough to have turned the ground into mud. Rocks have been torn asunder and the ground is rent and furrowed. Looking up to the sky is a great swirling mass of dense gray fog with strands, with strange strands reaching down like writhing tentacles. The peak of the mighty volcano, Yadith Gao, can be seen across the valley filled with swampland. 
A strange spired structure atop the volcano glints like steel and glass. Wild flashes of lightning and fire cut through the surrounding fog. A path leads down the plateau into a swamp roughly in the direction of the volcano. There are footprints in the mud, the number and type of which depend vary. What are the various footprints? You see human footprints and a slightly larger serpent claw footprint, as well as giant massive serpent lead, like from another dimension monsters that obviously belong to the Leogar. And you can tell that because there are crushed serpent people and humans inside those footprints. Oof. Ouch. So we only come across like bipedal snake people. When are they gonna find like the lamias? Oh, where they like slither around, but they have the human torso. Yeah. Um. Those not exist. Oh, surely they exist. I actually believe Yig is. Oh no, he has legs and a tail. God damn it! <laughs> I gotta make one of those. <laughs> you do have the resources. I'll, I'll put a pin on that. No, it's. And then, uh, right ahead of you, uh, you see a small team of people making their way down into the swamp. They are going to turn back and see if they can notice you. But you can see we... the. I realize I interrupted, but this is very important. Mm hmm. What was that, Professor Amber? Yes, can we stealth? Yes, like go ahead and stealth. Before they notice us, we should have the opportunity, right? Absolutely. You guys pay, You guys see them before they see you. Oh, Never yeah, fucking awesome. mind. Actually, can I, like, push that? Whereas I have half of that. Oh, my God. It's insane <laughs> how I've been rolling. It's how, how, how roll 20s and rolling. <laughs> okay. okay. I can't do anything today. Fuck. No, you. So, uh, unfortunately... Um, Jonathan Greaves, you look over and see Professor Amber try and, like, do a juke, but the mud catches her feet, and she just does a face plant. You successfully duck behind a rock, and because uh, she was able to well, hit, the, hit the floor quickly, you guys succeed in your group stealth check. They do not see you. What? <laughs> That's wild. And then the yeah. wet splat of Professor Amber... <laughs> echoes down the hill and every single one of the 40 serpent people turn back and look up towards you. Fuck. Okay, John doesn't leave me here. Go on without me. No. I can figure this out on my own. Just go. Samuels, get ready. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Take half the Samuels. You can't have Sam okay. either. My favorite. You can keep A. I have the real Sam. Thank you very much. Captain Samuels, come with me quickly. You must press on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you guys um, sneak okay. off to the side. 
What's that, Professor? Yeah, he he can take Samuel's F through L. F through L, got it. So he starts making his way off to the side. Samuel, go ahead and give me a stealth roll as you try to duck out across the side. You both notice uh, making his way through the crowd of 40 serpent people, Joshua Medine emerges uh, from within the group and then approaches you, Professor Amber. Ah. Ah, Professor, you you made it. I'm so glad you're here. You said Samuel make a stealth roll. Did you mean Jonathan? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Um, Jonathan, please make a stealth roll as you guys um, dart off to the side and try and conceal yourself. You'll have the opportunity to continue forward if you'd like or uh, just remain there. Jonathan? I mean, I was going to hopefully burn press uh, I think they might have seen me. I'll, I'll try to distract him. Hey, uh, what's uh, Jonathan uh, doing over there? What's up with uh, these... I don't, I don't see anything over there. Okay, none like, of my business. Yeah. Oh, look, Amber. Um, uh, 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 Professor, I'm glad you're here. You know, we got a rough customers here. You know, we just barely dealt with those Leogar. I frankly thought Tierney should take care of them, but apparently she sent one of them to mess with us, so, you know, it's difficult going. I, you know what I mean? I mean, we try and give someone a little bit of comfort after they emerge from thousands of years of slumber, and what do they do? They stab you right in the back! Uh, wild. Really unfortunate, I mean, It's just the terrible wild times. All right, shall we make our way to the Citadel? Oof. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Amber's going to clean off the blood and mud and everything like that and compose yourself, trying to make sure Jonathan's getting ahead. Give me an appearance roll. Uh, where's my appearance? Oh, yeah, I'm fucking hot. Yeah, you have no trouble. You dust yourself off. You look fantastic. As I should. And, uh... The two columns of serpent people split into two groups of 20 and then take up positions right behind you and your Samuels and you guys start marching down into the swamp. Uh, Jonathan Greaves. Um, so... That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> so... Joshua Medine is not going to stop you. He still thinks that you're on his side and that if you are circling around uh, to flank the enemy, that's just fun in his book. Uh, what are your plans? Uh, I think that's the plan. We're just going to circle around um, and have the same as I guess uh, just so that we can kind of see what's going on to stay out of the kind of whole wild part here. We have the harass the Samuel. Amber's right there with them, so I guess our, our plan is to kind of stay as hidden as possible, but close enough that if we need to to act, we can get right in there and do what we need to do. Understood. So you guys are sticking close, but uh, remaining hidden. It's quite a good ally you got there, Professor. I mean, usually these rich people abandon you at the first opportunity, but not Jonathan. Now I'm ripped. I'm not just a rich person. I'm a very good-looking rich person. <laughs> Jonathan's a very, very good very nice. Uh, had very nice time traveling with him throughout this time. Couldn't have a better ally. 
More than you could say for Doctor Who. Moving forward. Yeah, Doctor Who broke it. We all know that one alcoholic is constantly breaking into your house, starting Jurassic Park. So you guys start making your way down in a party of about 60, 70 people up towards the ancient serpent person's citadel. And that's where we're going to end this week. I apologize. I, uh, I thought I prepared enough. But we just uh, burned on through it tonight, so I'll um, I'll give it a little better go next week, and we'll. Um, my goal is always to get this uh, session to two hours, so I do uh, apologize for the short one this week. Be good to have Doctor Who. Well, good, or it'll be something. It'll certainly be more interesting. More dynamite, probably. Definitely some dynamite. Some fucking explosions going on. Fireworks. Please be fireworks. Couldn't help myself. Moo is a strange and uncomfortable place to human sensibilities, which you are not, but you feel the human parts of you recoil slightly. The sky is... Sh- That's real ironic. <laughs> The sky is shrouded with roiling gray fog that almost seems to be alive. While there is no sun visible in the sky, patches of golden light break through the fog, apparently at random, and drift around the landscape like searchlights. The air is saturated with humidity and warmer than the climbs. The heroes just left around 38 degrees, 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Filled with buzzing insects that no human ecologists entomologist could identify. Is that a challenge? Sounds like a challenge. Give me a biology roll. God damn it. Hold up. 
The floor and fauna. Oh, you were correct. I don't know what those are. It's weird shit, whatever it is, man. I don't take one. Yeah, you pick it up and it like bends into six different things around you. It, it's um, almost mind breaking. Bro, what the fuck? Oh, God. <laughs> the floor and fauna. Yeah, it skitters around into one of the vials, and it is um, most disturbing. The fauna and flora of Mu differs wildly from anything you've ever seen before, in the dreamlands or back home, and this is partly because it is home of a great many species that have long been extinct on Earth, but largely because of the serpent people and elder things of Mu, were accomplished genetic engineers and tampered with a great many life forms while conducting their experiments. In the distance beyond the swamps and the volcano, the heroes can see what looks like thick, vibrant rainforests, although it seems that the trees are much larger than those found in the terrestrial jungles. There are bursts of color that have no place in such foliage, such as bright yellow and scarlet red. Occasionally, Large creatures can be seen gliding overhead. And I will accept another biology, natural world, or archaeology roll to determine what those giant gliding uh, thingies are. You recognize them to be large pet... uh, Petrosaurus. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Took me a second. Uh, Pet... It's P-T-E-R. Petrosaurus. Not pterodactyls. I'll look up what a petrosaurus is. I, I have a feeling it's a giant teddy bear monster. Sounds like a giant teddy bear monster. Or something that would be on to catch a predator. Yep. Chris Hansen, what are you doing here on this island? Pterodactyls. They do look like pterodactyls, though. Oh. Well, that makes sense why they're flying. Except they were during the uh, late Triassic to the Cretaceous. Oh, okay. Oh, it looks like they actually had feathers. Oh my god. It looks like a giant pelican. Oh, fuck. Magic Spoon. Do you need a spoon to smoke some heroin off of? Light up Magic Spoon and take off to the moon. Magic Spoon will get you higher than high, the highest you've ever been. He'll take you up to the sky. Magic Spoon is your ride. You'll never die with Magic Spoon because you have a emergency naloxone injection that comes with the Magic Spoon when you buy it. It's a little expensive because it's a nice fancy spoon, so buy Magic Spoon. It's the heroin user's spoon of choice. Magic Spoon. Headed to the suburbs, looking to get into those gated communities and go to the politicians' houses and maybe put on to a stake and light them on fire? Then you need Log. 
Yes, with luck, you can build a pyre worthy of a Viking king to burn those politicians and those corporate CEOs upon. Yes, log, get 50, 100, 200 log pallets going for a limited time sale now. Log is here for you when you need fire fast. Make fire with log. Log, make fire. Make good fire, log. Buy log, make fire. Log. Log, 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 log. Head to the Capitol building and need some extra protection? Then go ahead and get yourselves Patriotic Blake Carriers. With Patriotic Blake Carriers, you're guaranteed the best protection on this side a ballistics research and uh, protection. Yes, with Patriot Plate Carrier, you're mostly protected because we cover you know, some of the important stuff. Alright, so for your budget option for your body armor needs, come on down to Patriot Plate Carriers because we got what you need pretty much. Uh, it's, it's, our, it's good enough for you. Alright, big enough today, Patriot Plate Carriers.